Carry on. Okay, fuck. Damn, he was pretty prompt tonight. Stop Putin's appetite for power and control in Ukraine. He won't limit himself just to Ukraine. He's, Putin's already threatened to remind, Man, talk about Gaza. remind Poland that their Western land was a gift from Russia. One of his top advisors, a former president of Russia, has called Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania Russia's Baltic provinces. These are all NATO Oh, Halsey's allies. here. For 75 years, NATO has kept... What's up, Halsey? Can, you, can we commentate on this speech live? You have to unmute yourself, by the way. I can also send you a Google Meet if we need. You'll have to pull up the speech on your end, though. I don't know if that's possible. I can just send you a Google Meet link. That might work. Oh, no, there you are. What's up? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. Now, can you do this? Is this t technically feasible for you? Can you listen to this Biden speech on your end while I listen to it, and then we, like, commentate on it, basically, and then talk more is that okay that is possible let me see if i can get get the speech okay okay um, probably on youtube yeah it's on youtube i'll send you a link on uh i can send it on twitter i can send it here which works better hold on let's see i got it I okay got good it. you got it okay good all right i'll turn uh the president up we'll continue to hold them accountable i might add the united states and our partners across the region are working i think he's talking about ukraine now obviously we've mostly been One talking about israel gaza but more stable. Oh no, here he goes. Better connected to its neighbors and through innovative projects like the India Middle East Europe Rail Corridor that I announced this year at the summit of the world's biggest economies. More predictable markets, more employment, less rage, less grievances, less war when connected. It benefits the people, it would benefit the people of the Middle East and would benefit us. American leadership is what holds the world together. American alliances will keep us, America, safe. Yeah. American values are what make us a partner that other nations want to work with. <laughs> to put all that at risk, if we walk away from Ukraine, if we turn our backs on Israel. Halsey, are you for Ukraine? No. Okay. Not at all. All right, good. If I found out that, that Putin burned it to the ground tomorrow, I, I wouldn't lose it. Win. <laughs> See, I told Chad, I always traditionally like Halls. Now we disagree on, you know, Zionist stuff. But, like, Halsey's pretty based. All right. Now, let me see. Let me read that out. That super chat just came in. In Israel... We must make sure that they have what they need to protect their people today and always. The security package I'm sending to Congress and asking Congress to do is an unprecedented commitment to Israel's security that will sharpen Israel's qualitative military edge, which we've committed to. The qualitative military edge. Let me read this super We're chat out. Sure you just keep Iron listening. Continues to guard the uh, it's from Jonathan Harrison. It says, don't sure call the police and let them know I'm a lollycon. Jesus. Who fucked a 14-year-old and is living with his niece and making bomb threats. Look, That's a separate issue, time, Halsey. I hate to read that out. but Thank you for that. I mean, pretty, pretty stupid to super chat like, hey, I committed an awesome crime. It's not great. No. He's protecting civilians in combat as best as they can. The people of Gaza urgently need food, water, and medicine. Yesterday, in discussions now, with the leaders the, of Israel and Egypt, this. I secured an agreement for the first shipment of humanitarian assistance from the United Nations to Palestinian civilians in Gaza. If Hamas does not divert or steal this shipment, 
these shipments, we're going to provide an opening for sustained delivery of life-saving humanitarian <laughs> assistance for the Palestinians. What do you think about that, Halsey? As I said in Israel, as hard it's, as it is, it's, it's performative bullshit. Peace. I mean, the thing with the Iron Dome, where, where they go, oh my God, we're going to be giving more money for the Iron Dome. They're contractually bound to do that. The Iron Dome was developed with American aid money. Yes. So that means that the patent and manufacturing for all its components were moved to America by law. So when Israel needs Iron Dome parts or Iron Dome missiles, they have to get them from the U.S. It's part of well, the contract. And again, I'm so, not in favor of this aid, but I was explaining it earlier. Uh, people don't necessarily always understand that the aid is tied to like arms purchases uh, and like military weapon systems and shit like that. Um, so it kind of funnels back in a, a lot of it. They keep some, but like a, a lot of it goes back to American arms manufacturers and uh, stuff like that. It almost all goes back to American arms manufacturers. It does, it's, yeah. it's just a way for them to give more money to the American military industrial complex without having to put it in the budget. So, and it also restricts competition because there's a lot of Israeli industries that were selling like Kafir fighter jets and certain types of missile systems to mostly South America, a little bit to Southeast Asia. And now that there's no reason to, you know, because what? they have to buy, they have to buy F-16s, they have to buy uh, Jericho missiles, things like that, like not Jericho missiles, uh, I'm, I'm Patriot missiles, like right. all those kind of shit. So, so now their domestics arms, arms industry goes well, down the toilet. It's a twofold thing. So it gives Israel more weapons uh, and gives them more bombs and planes, but it's like a stimulus for the military industrial complex. In the it really States. is. Yeah, yeah. It's all a very right. incestuous relationship, and yeah. it, it, it's it's awful for both countries to be honest with you you know what i want to talk about this more i'll turn this old guy back up for a minute but yeah I, I, i'm fascinated by that aspect of it to know i see you okay you belong this sucks anyway honestly i wish you just all america you're all america yeah this is in a moment you know i mean this is what this whole speech is going to be it's going to be about how horrible everything is on all sides and we have to feel bad for everybody because horrible shit happened on both sides but we also have to be nice to each other because that's the only way we're going to be able to move forward because those are yeah i just don't think shit like this is selling right now like schools or workplaces or in our communities Depends what world you live in. If you're in the yeah, online world, you're right. Nothing. It's See, not that's selling. That's true. I'm you, pretty if, jaded and cynical. That's true. But when I was in Israel, yeah, you're if right. If you talk to normies like in in the real world, they're they're into this kind of shit because they're into war. They always have been. Like there's always like this kind of America, fuck yeah, like let's bomb the shit out of people, and that's what makes us strong. Like that's a general attitude of America, and it's a general attitude of Europe too. They just don't like to admit it publicly. We reject all forms. That's true. All forms of hate. And I see Whether people out there and they're like, let's just glass them, let's just kill everybody and yeah, light up the bombs and uh, yeah, we might need a little nuclear exchange. And I'm serious. That's some shit you would say in the third grade or teenager or something like that. But no, there's a lot of people out there who keep that mindset for their whole life. Well, because there is, and and you can see this from every time up until about 1949, the attitude changed. The goal of war has always been one thing, the quick and utter defeat of your enemy. That's the only way peace comes. Otherwise, you get forever wars where people just die and live in poverty forever. So that's always been a general, I don't want to say value, but it's always been the way war was conducted in order to make sure that war stopped. But now we don't do that anymore. Now we just like kind of surgically bomb shit all over the place and lead to wars that last 20, 30 years with no conclusion. So it's, there's well, something there's never to be said for to... letting a war be, be done. 
yeah, and there's no time to heal the the ill will because there's always a fucking conflict and you're always killing. Like, yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Um, you know, the the ill will can actually be healed. Like, you know, we have relations with Vietnam now, and you know, actually go over there and. They don't really, like, despise Americans and stuff like that. Maybe there's a little bit of that, but, like, shit can get better, but, like, I don't know. We'll talk about this a little bit more. Israel and Germany have, have amazing relationships, and I think I think they said that Germany is, like, one of the highest destinations that Israelis move to besides the U.S. Like, rifts do heal. Horrible shit does happen, and, and rifts heal. It's it's the way that the, of the world. Like, are, do I ever think that Germans and, and Jews are going to like kind of hang out together and be like, "Hey, that shit was really fucked up back then. Glad we got past it." No, I don't think that. But I think that at the end of the day, like, this attitude of like, "Look, you do your thing, I'll do mine, and we'll just kind of leave each other alone." That does happen. Yeah. Or Japan. So I mentioned Japan in chat. We, didn't know, we killed scores of Japanese, and they killed a lot of our guys, and they were like. Serving the cause really flamboyant about it too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then we were buddies afterwards because yeah. you know what? It was over. It's like and nobody right. wanted it to keep going. Right, it's like all these people died. Let's just stop. Okay, you won. You know, you had to drop a couple nukes, but okay. Um, now let's rebuild and make money. But that's actually a good example. They estimated at the time it would I I believe the numbers are it would cost up, up to a million American lives and like two or three million Japanese lives to end the war without the nukes. Yeah, what so we say, oh my God, we're so horrible. We dropped two nukes on Japan, but it ended the war and saved millions of lives. Well, there was so, a, oh, I, you're totally. I mean, you're preaching the choir here. I wrote college papers on why it was justified to drop the bombs and stuff. So I'm not like a pacifist. I don't want war to start. But so I guess I'm, that's I'm pacifist, the same right? Opinion. I'm, like, I would I'm technically like, a pacifist, but like when war starts, you have to win. <laughs> and so you want to end it quickly that's yeah. how you stop people from suffering is you end the war quickly yes it might be a high body count at first but when a war is ended quickly everyone benefits I the longer it's drawn out the worse it gets for everybody involved well they give you projections and say it's going to be a million minimum million dead american soldiers much less all the japanese that you're going to have to kill when you go in there and i think there were estimates higher than that even um yeah i think it was like 2 or 3 million japanese and like yeah, a million to, minimum oh yeah they killed they they killed um you know you'd have to kill so many japanese and they were like digging in for the like they were arming citizens and you know they had we well, had kind fanatical of similar propaganda to what's going on now. Well, if you've like, ever read, they were willing to die yeah. for the emperor. That's the People way it don't was. Understand the propaganda. You think propaganda is wild now? You don't have shit on <laughs> World War Two. Even World War One no. was pretty wild, but World War Two, they had like cartoons of like barbarian Japanese like raping white women and like just wild shit and like German Hun doing that, just you know, savage and all this stuff. And the Japanese did the same thing. They had wild propaganda about us, and like a lot of people took that in and took that on board. Like that's their idea about the other side. Um, it's part of ending a war quickly, which, as I said, was always a, a goal. You know, you can't end. You can't like show pictures of your enemy like with teddy bears and and you know, hanging out at Disney World, and then in the next breath be like, and now we're gonna bomb the fuck out of them. You know, like it. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. Uh, now, all right, let's get into Israel. I, Biden sucked. I mean, I knew it was going to suck. I didn't know he would talk that. Why even do an address? It was 17 minutes? Like, I don't guess maybe I think he can't that go that Biden is trying, I think Biden is trying really, really hard to kind of reach out to people who aren't on the far left, and yeah. he just can't do it. 
like he's he's always going to be the BLM tranny, you know, kind of president. And no one's ever going to forget open borders president. No one's ever going to forgive him for that. So he's trying to like now like reach out to the evangelicals, be like, look, I'm not such a dick. You can stay home on, on Election Day. Like, please, just a few. Well, look, the Republican, I mean, they're doing everything to give Biden a leg up. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the speaker thing's comical to me. I don't want him to have a speaker. I fucking, you know, hate the Congress anyway. But, like, uh, it's embarrassing from a political standpoint. You know, I, I political science, that's what I went to college for and graduated. Me too. Uh, and so, really? Okay. Yeah, see? one of my one of my degrees. I have a bunch okay. of degrees, but damn one, sick. Okay. Well, that's the only one I have, and so <laughs> it's politics, <laughs> and that's what I, you know, always cared about. And just from a political science standpoint, or just a political analysis standpoint, I, it's it's completely embarrassing what's going on in the Republican Congress, and how do you not have a speaker for this long? And when are you going to get one? And what can you even say to people? But you know, I feel like the Republican base and just people in general kind of just don't like Congress anyway, so maybe it has less of an impact than it normally would. But this is kind of unthinkable, really. Um, that's never. I don't think this I think has ever before happened before Trump. I think before Trump, Congress had an approval rating of like twelve percent. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's gotten better. Like I think it's only gotten worse. I agree. So it's not like people like Congress. Congress in the first place, but. Well, I agree, but like this is just another sign. Like this is a constitutional norm that is like changing or being violated basically or like you know not being the system's not working and so traditionally just completely fucked yeah well you look at rome i mean this is the type of shit or people are doing things that they've never done before proposing things like pre, uh, enhanced pro temp speaker of the house and it's like okay that's not even a thing like they just like you're just making shit up and <laughs> you know creating new new wrinkles to get around shit and it's because the constitutional system now rome didn't have a written constitution but they had like a understood you know customs and constitution unspoken constitution right um but it was still like a constitutional norms and well, they started getting violated or, you know, periodic, you know, let's Civil War, Sulla and all this stuff. And he restored it back. But you'd already violated, um, you know, you know, things so hard uh, and went so hard. It's like, well, there's no real, you know, that's going to break out again. Um, so I don't know. It's it's not a, I don't think it's a good sign, even though I don't like. Well, it's a good sign if you want to see shit go, which I think some people do want to see that. But if you want to see. Well, there's something the to be said there's there's something to be said that like you know forests come from forest fires yeah and well, you know so like there's nothing wrong with like a nice cleansing fire every now and then but at the same time I, look i don't want to see the system break down because i don't want to see people you know starve to death in, in the middle of the streets because that's that's usually what comes from collapse you know but at the same time we're the counterculture now the right is the counterculture now. Like we, we don't exist as the mainstream. It always was that the people that were more conservative, more right wing, they were the norm. And and like the others were like kind of the, the freaky hippies and like all of that. We're we're those we're the 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 outcasts now. We're the ones that are, are creating the, the counterculture. You know, so maybe after things get really bad, maybe they will get really good because maybe people in, in our generation will will have the chance to kind of pick up the torch, but I don't think it'll be so quick and easy. What you say is true. I mean, like I said earlier, I think the system's kind of 
I don't know. I'm pretty black pill. I, I, it seems to be on repair. Now, things could change. I also said that. And things you don't see on the horizon now, there's been hard times before. Like, I mean, something great could happen or some great leader or technology or just earth-shattering shit. Like, that's all possible. Um, but in a lot of ways, I can understand people coming to the opinion that it's not really worth saving uh, the current system in the United States. Uh, in particular, like I could see, I could definitely see uh, people coming to that uh, point of view. But you're right in that. Well, if you take that point of view and you think about what would happen if that happened, I mean, a lot of people would would probably die. Pretty, uh, either just be like destitute and like Great Depression style, um, you know, living and just homelessness and roughing it out on the range and shit like that, um, or like a lot of death from violence or something like that right like so oh sure i mean so ever since we started this whole multicultural push i mean we don't have communities that give a shit about each other anymore in fact most of them don't like each other at all so in, in the absence of some kind of enforceable law like there would be a level of violence that probably i mean it would probably make people of today think it, we wouldn't we couldn't even comprehend yes it. Right. You well, know? not even that long ago, really, in the scope of history. Uh, I mean, there was unspeakable violence. Even during, we talked about Vietnam. A lot of fucking people died in Vietnam. A ton. Oh, yeah. Hundreds of thousands of people yeah. died in Vietnam. Right. You know? We lost like 60,000 troops or something in Vietnam. Us. Yeah, and okay. we technically weren't even at war with them. Right. Yeah, it was a military action or whatever yeah that's true no it was a yeah it was a, a like a security action yeah, 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 of the yeah, UN or some, i don't even remember yeah, yeah they had a name for it but yeah you're right about that um all right now let's get to israel we'll argue some now maybe uh okay let's have but, some fun so what's going on in israel and why is the idf lying about this bomb at the hospital they're not lying about the bomb at the hospital okay. in, in fact tell us why and then I'm going to say some things. Go ahead. All right. Why, why are they not lying? And how are they not? And how does the evidence hold up that they've presented? It doesn't matter. There, there is no evidence of anything. All that happened was the parking lot blew up. There's some broken windows. Like, Well, where are all these it, dead bodies it, coming from? Look, I, I saw... What are all these dead bodies? You saw you saw two two examples. One where the guy gave the press conference. Yeah, there, there were dead two bodies dead second. bodies there. Two. All of the rest were completely covered. You have no idea what were in those. And the fact that they had that ready to go an hour after this supposed horrific bombing that killed 500 people is pretty suspect. But at the same time, there weren't 500 people packed in that parking lot when it blew up. And have you ever noticed that when there's a car wreck or anything else, it takes days before they finally tell you how many people died and where the, where everything was? They knew, what, 20 minutes later that it was 500 people dead. And since then, they haven't made any updates they haven't said anything. Nothing has come out about how there's more people dead. They're finding people under the rubble because there is no rubble. It was it was a blow up in the parking lot. The in, the intercept today said that intelligence sources are saying that it was probably between ten and fifty. People I don't that believe died. that. Look, I saw the stuff coming in live that day, and there was so did I. Multiple there were more than I would say more than ten to fifty died there. Now was it five hundred? I don't know, but I'm I'm thinking in the over a hundred. I don't know. It looked it looked gruesome from the live shots coming in. There were bodies. I mean, if you think that they just staged the bodies out there, I mean, there was international media there. International media. Is but I'm saying they showed this. two videos. There's and and I trust me, I've looked for more. There's two videos of bodies that were supposedly from the the hospital bombing. One of them I counted thirteen. That was the one in the in the hospital with the doctor. 
and the other one was in the in the the grassy part where yeah, they were yeah, all lying you saw in the, the field. Grassy one. Yeah, there I was saw that one too. there was twenty one there. Yeah, I, so, I was saying. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I just say about that, like there looked to be a number of people dead and pretty. Mangled. No, people definitely died there. I'm not doubting that people died there. What I'm saying is, is that it's in the middle of a war zone. Number one and number two, the hospital wasn't destroyed. That's the end. That's the end of the kind of the end of the conversation. Because even if you say, oh, it was an Israeli aerial burst JDAM bomb, which is, is complete bullshit. But let's say, let's even say it was true. It didn't do anything. It blew up the parking lot and shattered a few windows. Like, if, and if it was an Aaron Hamas missile that, that caused the cars to blow up and, and, and all of that, same thing. They blew up the parking lot. So look. The hospital, the hospital ahead, was finish fine. Your finish your thought. Okay. So we looked at Al Jazeera frame by frame shot. And the missile that Israel says is the missile that hit the parking lot was clearly intercepted. Hold on, I'll let this go through, and I'll ask you in a second. Galactic sent three dollars okay. to use of bloodthirsty nice. parasites that use white phosphorus when they don't get their way. All right, well, I'll read it in a minute. That. I'll read that in just a second. And thank you, Galactic, and thank you, Jonathan Harrison, for kicking that in on check. Yeah, I didn't expect you to kick that in, but I appreciate it. I don't co-sign it though. That was disturbing, but. Um, Okay, so they showed the missile that Israel claims hit the parking lot from Hamas or Islamic Jihad, you know, their coalition or whatever. Uh, it gets intercepted by the Iron Dome. Like, I mean, it's that. No, missile. it doesn't. Well, on this footage, I'll let you watch it. Maybe I'll pick, take a pause here in a second. I know, I know, I've seen you, them all. Seen I know it? the one you're talking about from a distance. It wasn't intercepted. What happened was you could see it. Its first booster rocket sent it off course, its second one basically burned up like the Challenger would. And then what fell, what fell was shrapnel. That was just, it was just basically a yeah, big bucket of fuel. And when it hit, that's what you saw. You saw a giant gas explosion. So, and and what happened but, was it was in a parking lot with cars that are that have gas tanks. In fact, I think there's even video of one of the cars exploding. Yeah, there are some damaged cars so, there. I'll give you that. Yeah, there are. But I'm saying there's nothing else damaged. If it was a bomb, you would have seen holes in the wall. You would have seen rubble everywhere. It wasn't. It was just burned up cars, well, Israel which is completely consistent with a gas fire. Well, they struck like four areas right around that hospital right before this happened with beyond dispute. No, but what I'm saying is, is you're, you're talking to me like I'm saying I would care if it was an Israeli bomb. I wouldn't. Well, that's, I, well look, I, 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 first off, I would care I, either way, obviously, and I'm traditionally sympathetic to the palestinians we could say for sure but i don't i don't have a problem i don't have a problem with people being sympathetic to the palestinians well no i know i'm just saying I I but, look, but i'm agreeing with what you said because i said the other day if israel just said yeah i don't know we fucked up or whatever or yeah or we did it fuck you uh, to mm -hmm. me I don't, I don't right like i mean i wouldn't like it but at least i say okay you know what if israel don't give a fuck like they're just out there doing what they said they're gonna do um, I don't like the, uh, to me, it's, I, I, I don't think it's likely that, uh, that it wasn't Israel that, that did this. Um, now maybe they, you know, if you believe the story, you think, well, they're just trying to set the record straight. I see it more as in, um, you know, uh, media warfare basically. Right. Um, and they're trying to blunt that story. There was also the 40, you know, decapitated babies that I don't no, that was a Trump. No, 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 no. The 40 decapitated head thing. You can just watch the interview. You know how everybody says that Trump said um, there were good people on both sides at Charlottesville. And that's all you ever hear that's quoted. You don't ever hear him condemn the white supremacist. Right like, and everyone this, knows brother. it's bullshit, but they do it. What she said was 
they found the bodies of 40 kids. Some of them were beheaded. Some of them were burned. It was a horrible situation. That's what she said in the report. And all these people came out and said, oh, my God, she said 40 babies were beheaded on both sides. And then all of a sudden it was, well, that's debunked. They weren't. She never said it in the first place. What she said was there were 40 dead kids. Some were beheaded. Some were burned alive. It was a horrible scene. That's exactly what she said. Well, so this no one had said from a direct source there were 40 beheaded babies. It was in reaction to what she said that both sides started going. There were 40 beheaded babies. There weren't. It was a bullshit premise to begin they with. They ran with it on purpose, though, Halsey. And you see people like Shapiro. Uh, no, there's no doubt both. There's no doubt both sides ran with it on purpose. No doubt. But what I'm saying is the initial premise was bullshit because no one actually said it. It was the people reacting to what was said that was bullshit. It wasn't like the official sources said something and everyone went, that's bullshit. No, it's not. It's that they well, the missed president the president of the United sides. States said that this happened. He said he saw beheaded children. He didn't say he saw 40 of them. No, he said, I'm he pretty did. sure he said 40. Like, no, oh my he didn't. God, 40, or maybe he just said beheaded children. Yeah, he might have said that. Uh, but he definitely made a, a pointed and exact reference to this. I don't know if he said 40 or not, but he definitely said beheaded children and was like, Oh, no, without a doubt. Really. Um, no, well, he definitely said that that there were beheaded children. As far as I know, I, think I haven't said seen that... any. Like, I don't want to see any, but like, it's a claim. Hold on, let me straight. ask these. Israel threatens to bomb that hospital a few days before. It blows up. And they told people to leave. Israel's it, yeah. first response was, Oy vey, wasn't me. Not the hospital is fine. Unrelated, that church they didn't blow up. They blew it up today. Galactic says Jews are bloodthirsty. And then he he said parasites. Uh, then he said that used white phosphorus when they don't get their way. Ask him about that. It did appear from some stuff we saw. A lot. And, of course, I don't use that sort of language, and I like Halsey, but we disagree. You know, I disagree. <laughs> we can disagree on anything, yeah. and I don't care. He, um, he can insult me all he wants. It doesn't matter to me. All right. Fair what, I, what, I, what I'm, but what, but what I'm what saying... What about the white I'll just ask his question. I'll let you finish that up, too, but uh, do you see any evidence of white phosphorus? It did appear that they were using some of that from some of the footage that we saw, but... I saw I saw a video that said that they were using white phosphorus, but I have no idea whether it was true or not. But, uh -huh. I, again, I wouldn't care if they did. So you're. So what are you saying? Just asking, kill all the Palestinians? I'm not saying kill all of them. I'm saying I don't care what they have to do to end the war. I, I could give. I don't want to see everybody die. I don't think anybody wants. I think if they wanted to see two million Palestinians dead, they would do it. Like there's no reason to to. Well, to they can't get away with that, and, really, can they? Like just killing them all. But like, everyone's saying they are getting away with it. Everyone's saying well, they are getting away with it. They're killing a number. They're killing a lot of them. But like, I don't really think they can get away with killing two million Palestinians. Not hopefully I don't think not. Want to kill two? Uh, I don't think they want to kill two million Palestinians. What I'm saying is, I don't give. I don't give a fuck one way or the other. It makes no difference to me. Like I, I okay, really so could you, care less. All right. Well, fair enough. And I respect you saying that, even though I think that's I. I think it's you could say it's horrible. Way, you right? could say yeah, whatever, yeah. but it, that's fine. But I respect somebody saying what they think. But so you have that type of attitude, then why wouldn't Hamas have an attitude to come over the fucking border that's like a prison gate and kill Israelis? Why wouldn't they? I they yeah. do. Well, they do. But is so I see in the media and you see people like Shapiro and others. We've really been studying Shapiro in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, everybody happy. has, which I really but don't quite understand. He's not understand, helping Israel, but, but, by the way, I don't feel like, uh, at this point. But maybe I'm wrong. 
But I think you want you want my analysis of Ben Shapiro, which but they act like it's crazy. I, it's crazy that the Palestinians would do this. And I don't support killing civilians, but like it's nasty business and it's basically war, like you said earlier. And what else can Hamas do? Like they don't have a conventional conventional war uh, machine like they can't fight straight up like that can't happen. They it just can't happen. They're not able to do that. And so uh, it's is it really that crazy that Hamas did what they did? Like, is, is it just so unbelievable I'm saying when like you heard that. that it had when you heard it was it was a little different for me, obviously, because it, it was a Jewish holiday when it happened. Yeah, I was on I was on total media blackout. Like I had no, like we had heard rumors where I was about it, but there, no one turned on the Internet. We couldn't use phones for 24 hours after it happened. So like it was kind of some people were telling me 100. Some were saying a thousand. I had no idea what was going on. But when I found out about it, like. When you found out about it, were you like, oh, that couldn't have happened. That's bullshit. Well, These I'll tell you what happened like, when I found out about it. Somebody tagged me on Twitter, and Hamas was shooting off some rockets. And I just got done with the show, and I was about to go. I was, like, winding down, right? I have a little time after the show. And I'm just kind of – I got a couple hours to myself here and there. And, uh, you know, I'm usually winding down, thinking about stuff from the show or the next show. And they tagged me with Hamas shooting off rockets. And I was like – I was like, uh, notable, right? I want to keep tabs on it. And I – Sure. You know, it's a hot spot. But – I was like, oh, Hamas is just shooting off some more rockets. It was literally my, <laughs> was really my, first, literally my first reaction. I was like, oh, well, it's Hamas shooting off some rockets. Okay. And then and I happened to stay up a little while, and within an hour or two, it was obvious that it was more than just them shooting off rockets. Uh, and they, it was pretty swift, like the propaganda machine on their side as far as like releasing shit out at first it was more like what hezbollah uh would have done it was pretty advanced um for hamas i would say um in terms of like the videos coming out and the paraglider things kind of like iconic now um it was it was really flashy in a way um i, I think it really caught a lot of attention uh it was just a it was a whatever you think about hamas you can't say or say it wasn't like they hit it, right? Like I don't know. Um, they, I don't think it was. I don't think it was so sensational. Um, for years, I've been saying, and and everyone I know has been saying as well that they don't understand why Hamas, if they're also like you know we were willing to die for Palestine and become suicide bombers or whatever, why don't just twenty thousand of them rush the border, right? Because because Israel's not going to just mow down twenty thousand people right right at first. So why wouldn't they do that? They They just bum rush. Yeah. Right. So I wasn't shocked that they did it. And it wasn't like this huge technological feat. Think about it. September 11th, guys with box cutters. And and they were like, it doesn't, it didn't require, it wasn't like a high tech, high holy shit type of thing that happened. It was more along the lines of like, it was old school. And they yeah, use like old paper and pen to communicate, by the way. And they sure. didn't use anything else. And they, it was compartmentalized. And so if one little sector or one guy got caught, he didn't know the whole plan, really. Like, there's only a couple people that knew the whole, the whole deal. And so if Israel caught one of those low-level guys or mid-level guys, they wouldn't be able to squelch the attack. Now, I'll let you finish your thought there, but also I see some people in the chat. Well, it's like, it's like the old – do you remember what? the old joke where they said that, that during the, the space program – America spent something like a billion dollars to figure or, or half a billion dollars to figure out how to make a pen that would write in space. And you know yeah. what the Russians did? They used a pencil. That's right. That's, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> so. exactly right. um, that sounds exactly right. Um, but I, I've talked about this on the show and I don't know that I subscribe to it. Um, 
But there is, and I don't know that I don't either. It's definitely a thing hanging out in the air, I think, uh, as far as, and you have to be a little conspiratorial-minded, perhaps, to even consider it, but do you think there is a chance, and I'll read this in the other one. Anonymous sent $5 Mossad is great. They have perfect knowledge of every Hamas staging area and every building they've destroyed was legitimate. Real shame they missed that initial attack, did nothing for six now, hours. That's what, I'm about to, what a coincidence. That's what I'm about to ask. Congrats on the $100 million, though. What about the theory that Netanyahu let this happen, basically, uh, and that this only benefits Israel in the long term, and it basically gives them um, you know, cause for war and uh, excuse to take some drastic measures they might not have gotten away with uh, before? Number one, I don't think Netanyahu let him get away with it. Because, it, I, first of all, I lived over there for a while, so I, I know kind of how it is over there. Number one on a holiday, like it was that day, you have skeleton crews everywhere. Because anyone who's even slightly religious, as I said, they don't answer phones, they don't turn on television, they don't do anything. And the whole, po- the whole population, there's a, there's a decently sized traditional slash religious component to it, especially in those areas. Um, secondly... I don't think that it was malice. I think it was incompetence. Like, I'm sure they got warned something big's coming. I'm sure they got warned, like, there's going to be a mass casualty event. I'm just sure they didn't think to themselves, this is what they were going to do. They probably thought to themselves, they're going to shoot rockets all over the place, and there's going to be enough of them that it's going to cause, they're going to overwhelm the Iron Dome, and they're going to be able to kill a whole bunch of people. Maybe they'll hit, like, Tel Aviv or, or Jerusalem. And there'll be riots in the West Bank. And I, I think that they they miscalculated what a big event was. Because remember, this has never happened before. There's never been a terrorist attack of, of this magnitude in Israel before. So when you say no. something big, like the last time that Israel, when they went into the West Bank for what was called a, a defensive shield, which was, I, I think, in the, in the early 2000s, right? When they went in for that, that was after a suicide bombing that killed 40 people. And they basically stopped terrorism in the West Bank at that point because because they were so pissed over 40 people. This was, as of right now, last I saw it was 1,400 people. I don't think anyone could have expected this, let alone, you know. Well, it's unprecedented strike against Israel as far as uh, the Palestinians are concerned. And maybe ever. But what you said was what you said was right. Is that did he let it happen? Yes, because he didn't think it could possibly ever be like this. So he probably just thought, oh, well, whatever they're planning, it's not that big of a deal. So it was probably it's it's his fault. And did he let it happen? Yes. But it was more out of incompetence than it was malice. I certainly understand. Look, I don't, you know, I, I think it's reasonable to to th- to think about things like that, um, because a lot of times sure. the official story is not <laughs> what actually happened. And some of this shit. You'll, you may never really know exactly what happened uh, because that's just the way, you know, nobody really knows. So, you know, it's down to one or two people and some of this stuff. Uh, and it's like, mm, you know, but I, I don't think it's crazy to think about that. And I feel like Netanyahu is a sinister enough person that I would consider that. I mean, you also have to think him like an evil person as well. Um, I don't I, I don't have any love for Bibi Netanyahu. I, I think he's a piece of shit. So it's you're not you're not like we probably think he's a piece of shit for different, different reasons, reasons probably, but yeah. you know. But I, kind of like I, I personally don't you, like. If you even, for me, even if you would be like a more 
uh, right-wing Zionist or, or Jew, if you want to say it like that. Um, I feel like he's kind of like a used car salesman almost. And he's been hanging on to power so long, um, and he's uh, he lost any shine that he would have had or any type of appeal that he would have had. But well, this guy keeps holding on. Well, you're completely wrong. He isn't like a used car salesman. He is a used car salesman. <laughs> like that that was actually like what people used to say about him when I was there. Whenever someone would really? go, Oh, what do you think of Bibi Netanyahu? They'd go, Oh, he speaks great English. Meaning like he's really good at getting out there and, and doing PR. But in terms of like actually being a person who has any kind of principle or like wants to get things done, like no, he's actually a real piece of shit. Well, yeah, he's a crook, basically. He personally enriches himself. Yeah. I mean, like he's a it's on the books. Like, well, I mean, that's every politician that <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, but he does it in a pretty like, <laughs> he's done it in some strident ways uh, with like the personal res. What was it, the personal residence he had? Uh, Bill, I know that's he's under indict. He would be indicted if he wasn't prime minister. Literally, he's uh, under indictment anyway. Yeah, he's I under know, indictment right now. But they can't do anything so, while he's prime minister. Like that's why he wants to keep yeah, being can. prime minister forever. It's like. <laughs> no, they can still. They're still prosecuting him. It's just yeah, the courts but, don't work very quickly like they do here. Yeah, but it's so been going on it's, for like seven years or something now. Like I don't even know how long's it been. Because they keep adding more shit to it, and he and he also has been challenging a lot of stuff in the court in the courts. And their appeals, pro if you think ours is bad, <laughs> getting like getting I can't like imagine an, that the appeals process in in Israel being really <laughs> crazy. Holy shit! What, do you even know anything about the appeals process over there? Now I'm kind of interested in how that would yeah. work. The 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 Supreme Court, and this is why you heard all about all these protests over the Supreme Court. The way the Supreme Court works there is they don't operate on a standard like we do. Our courts look at the Constitution and they look at the case. Now, we can argue whether they do it right or not, but they look at the Constitution and say, is this law constitutional or what was this person's rights violated according to the Constitution? Right. They don't have a Constitution there. So the courts, they just can pull precedent from anywhere they want. Like they'll say, oh, in Belgium in 1924, they decided this was a right. So it violated that right. So we're going to overturn this conviction or we're going to do that. Like, the, and they, they will argue for years about this stupid shit. And it's, it's basically like, it's, it's like here it's, it's, you want to get things done quickly and people go, oh, well, you miss things when you get things done quickly. There they make it so slow that you stop paying attention. So they just make it so painful to follow that you just don't even give a shit anymore. You know, yeah. and, and that that benefits him. And and also they pass laws that help him or hurt him. So th those have to be go through all the courts. It's 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 a real mess. But but back to what we were originally saying, just so I can complete my my train. Of sure. Thought. Go ahead. And I'll read the super chats right think, after. If you have any more super chats, send them out. Go ahead. But I don't think that BB did this to, to get a war because he wants to kick out all the Palestinians, because if he did, he would have done it already. Like, if you're going to do something like either transfer the population out of Gaza or kill such a significant amount of them that they're not really, like, a people there anymore, you do it quickly. Because the longer you draw it out, the less likely you are to, to keep being allowed to do it. So if he, if he was doing it for that reason, you would see half the Palestinians in Egypt already or you'd see such an unfathomable death that, that the Western mind can't even wrap their head around it. But you're not seeing either of that. Does, does he benefit from, from there being a conflict? Of course, because people thought he was a real jerk off before it. And now it's masking the fact that most people think he's an asshole and an incompetent too because he let this happen. But do I think he's like he's happy that, that he's able to pursue this war right now? I think he's happy that it keeps him in power. Yeah. But I don't. I, he knows that sooner or later, 
more likely sooner, he's going to have to cut. He's going to have to stop doing what he said he was going to do, which was to finish Hamas, which he can't do. So even if he wanted to, he can't. That's like saying, I want, I want to wipe I out. It, like, Yeah, I, I was talking about this, and I'll let you pick right back up, but I, I agree. Like He's kind of boxed himself in rhetorically where it's almost nothing. Re- like He's got to like go in blood thirsty and kill like i don't know what to say um and is, is that even really going to be on the table Halsey? no because this is the same way it goes in every single conflict between the palestinians and israel since they first started scrapping in the 80s what happens is something horrible happens israel decides this is it we're going in and we're stopping all of this they go in with the most bloodthirsty ridiculous language you've ever heard it's within crazy. two within a few days to to a week the left wing there and the rest of the world say, like, enough is enough. We have to stop this. And then within a few days more, they cut. And they and what they always go from is instead of wiping them out, it goes to we destroyed their ability to hurt us further, which is just which is never true. But so, like, no, they have to. Don't they have to go in on the ground in Gaza, though? Like, he's not going to get away with not doing that. Like, they're going to ha- have to do some type of ground operation so that's that's an interesting question because i was i was on the fence last night and now they're they're saying again that they gave the final word or whatever of course they've said that like two or three times now um i don't know just so you know they have in every single time they've reacted towards gaza they've said that as well and they've massed all the reserves on the board like this is they've done the exact same thing every time but here's the thing does he have if he gets forced to it would prove how powerless he really is because the stupidest thing that they could ever do is send a ground force into Gaza because there's no purpose to it. None. Like, well, I think it's just going to give uh, Hamas a chance to kill more Israelis. Like I don't, which is exactly what will happen. (laughs) You'll, you'll hear about IEDs blowing up, booby trapped hallways, you know, like gun battles. It'll be like Mosul, but worse. You know? And the thing is, it's not just Hamas too. It's everybody wants to come take a shot at Israel. And here's a gun. For it's sure. Like, go. Like, I mean, uh, not only a that, lot of but, people but, want to do that. Like, go ahead. Not only would they want to do that, but what would be the purpose? If they know where the Hamas people are, they've already proven they'll bomb the fuck out of it and just kill them from the air. So it's not like they know where they are and they just can't go get them because they haven't sent in ground troops. They just don't know where a lot of these guys are. And, and, and if they did, as I said, they would use a bomb. A ground operation would only really be done because people think that's what you do when you're really pissed well, off. Well, I don't know. I just feel like almost he's rhetorically boxed himself in and he'll look so weak if they don't do some type of ground operation. That's the one thing that keeps me held out where, like, I, it's almost like, I, can he possibly cuck that hard and look that weak? I I mean, after yes, saying he he's just going to kill absolutely all Hamas, can. literally, and some people just saying kill all the Palestinians. Some of their guys out in the media were basically just saying kill everybody, like, whatever. Uh, and people you know, say that, like people say that more. Like if you look at what the other side said, they say that too. So it's it's not it like. Yeah, but nobody thinks the Palestinians going to be able to kill everybody, right? Like technically, the Israelis yeah, they don't could have the kill ability. everybody in Palestine if they wanted, probably. Like um, with just like. Well, that's the difference is that the, the Israelis can do it, but they don't actually want to do it, and the Palestinians want to do it, but they can't. So well, it's I'm it's, not sure it's, about that, but go ahead. No, they openly say it. I mean, that's, that's not really I mean, really there's people in weird. Israel, dude. I mean, look, y'all been doing this since, what, 67? Um, no, in, most, uh, in all honesty, this has really been going on since eight, since uh, 87. Yeah, but, like, it has roots before that, though. You know what I mean? Like, you can't subjugate a people since, you know, the 60s or you want to market it the 80s. That's still a long fucking time. Um, if you're in Palestine, you don't have any hope. 
Like it's what are you gonna like? It sucks. It's a complete. It's like jail. Um, you know, unemployment's like in, in a place like next to South Africa or some shit like that. Um, it, you know, people. You know, people been blown up. Thousands of people die in, in the West Bank and Gaza every year. Um, that's not. You're not a free people. And this has been going on for scores of decades. Like, I mean, it has an impact where it, it changes. You know, people are just more radical. They want to get out of that. Do you, do you think there's anything there? There is something there, but, you know, there's precedent to what you're saying. Like, this has also happened in Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Egypt. Like, they all had tons of Palestinians. The Palestinians went a little nuts. They massacred them. And then basically either kicked them out or they put them in concentration camps, which is where, like in Lebanon, they're not even allowed to work. They're not even allowed to have jobs. They're not allowed to have citizenship. And there, there's hundreds of thousands of them, if not millions of them there. But what I'm saying is, is that this isn't something new with, with them. But the issue is, is that, OK, if, if you're saying that they're fighting for freedom, which, OK, that might well be. In Gaza, there are no Jews. There's no Jews there at all. Not a single one. Like they left it in 2005. If they wanted to build like their own free place, they can do it. They had a ton of opportunities. In I fact, mean, what Israel can they do, them, like, Ozzie? They, they don't have shit what in can... Gaza. It's like a little bitty piece. Y'all took most everything. There's still people settling and taking more land. That's still No, okay. they're not. There's no more settlers in Gaza. No, I mean, like, you're right. They take the, from the West Bank. But like Gaza itself used to be bigger. Like the Gaza Strip. Used no, it to didn't. Be... I think so. No, Gaza Strip has always been the same size. The Gaza Strip has always well, been the Gaza Strip. Well, it's like Strip. the area, the Ashkelon, some of those cities were Palestinian territory, though. The Hamas rolled No, they weren't. Well, no, they weren't. Yes, some of those cities were, I think, yeah. No, they really never were. Well, I've heard conflicting claims on that. I'll have to double check on that. The armistice um, line of Gaza, the, the line where in 1948, the Gaza Strip became the Gaza Strip, was exactly where it is right now. There, There's no difference to it whatsoever. So, so that's never been a Palestinian city and there weren't like massive. It's not a city. It's a, it's a little area. Like settlement, that, whatever you want to call it. Up until 67, it was part of Egypt. So it wasn't it wasn't like a separate or or together entity. It was part of Egypt. Well, my and understanding it, is that, yes, these were Palestinian towns and that Israel kind of, you know, they're mm -mm. ethnically cleansed in some places or just like re replace them took that over uh, but no yeah, you're talking they, you're talking about in 1948 when they became a country and it wasn't gaza that they gaza was the armistice lines that's where the war stopped there there was no like well a lot of that happened in 1948 what i'm saying those cities were arab before that yeah but that was in israel that was in israel itself that those that city well, and it was the, it was they came in and killed a lot of people and like displaced them and pushed them. Well, they were the attacked by like seven countries. No, they didn't really push anyone into the Gaza Strip. They pushed them into Egypt and Jordan, which is exactly what the Gaza Strip and the West Bank were. Well, yes, at the yeah, you're right. It was under their auspices. Yeah, you're right at the time, but still, I'm saying they were Arab. Whatever, you don't have to say Palestinian, but but that's my point. Is is that if if they're Arabs then the Arabs have all of the countries around Israel, like literally all of them. So if they're just Arabs, then there shouldn't be an issue of them wanting to make a country I'm saying, in these so whatever two happened, areas. I was right, though, but 48, whatever. Uh, so I'm just saying, if you're a Palestinian, if you're an Arab who lives there, you're like, fuck, 
This used to be my fucking home. The Jews are there. Now they took it over and we're pushed off into the fucking sea almost. Like, I, I'm just saying, I, I could definitely see why they would be upset. Like, and want to. Okay. I can see why they'd be upset too. I can also like, see why they would do everything they're doing. I don't, I don't fault them for, for wanting to do what they do. I, I don't sit there and go, oh, so no, they So they're not supremely barbaric, and this isn't Holocaust too. I mean, I, we've been reacting to this all week. I mean, you're pretty reasonable in, in this regard. Like, you're just saying it how it is. Like, you know, whatever. Um, but, like, that's the vibe, though, from the media. Hamas is uniquely bloodthirsty, and this is insane. The, like, the, it's, it's portrayed from the, the Zionist media, at least, um, as, like, these guys are bloodthirsty savages. I, we literally heard Ben Shapiro say it earlier, and I've seen Netanyahu say it and others. Um, but it, they're not really. Well, here, okay, there's there's one difference, and, and this isn't me sticking up for Ben Shapiro. I'm just saying there is one difference. If, let's say, you gave 100 Hamas guys free reign to do whatever they wanted, you would see what happened on October 7th. If you gave 100 random Israelis or 100 rail Zionists, whatever you want to call them, the same thing, they wouldn't be running around with knives, like like burning people up and, and shit like that. Like, they wouldn't do that on purpose because they, they just, it's just not how they think. Do they care that they're killing them by air? No. And is that a, a shitty attitude to have? Maybe. I, I just don't see it as like, I'm not looking at them like, oh, they're bloodthirsty savages, therefore we're so pure and have to do this. No, it's a war. One side will win, one side will lose. And I don't really care about the other side. So if 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 I if I don't care about the other side, like I don't care if they're bloodthirsty or not. I don't care if like they have good cause or if they're doing this because they want to or have to or because they think they're fighting for freedom. Like in the end of the day, they'll win or they'll lose. And I don't care if they, what it is that has to be done to stop them from well, winning. Well, in a lot of ways, you know... <sighs> Real politic, real politic, however you want to say it. Um, I mean, that's what that is. If you're in a war, I mean, I, I we talked about this at the start when you were here. Um, I mean, you know, I know that I agree. Like, I mean, but I just don't support what's going on. But, I mean, I do understand. That's fine. That, but, but you know what? The, yeah. Dude, dude and this, this is the real reality of it. There's no reason why you should have to, like, either take a side or care about what happens to either side. If you if you sympathize well, you more with care, one, then it, that's the thing. Like the no, Zionist but what I'm saying is, and I'm not even being like wild on that. It's just true. Like uh, Jews talk about this too, Mearsheimer and all these people. Like it's it's not a secret. You can see the way our politicians snap too over anything Israel. Um, and you know, I I don't want to go the whole dual loyalties, dual citizen thing, but a lot of these people literally are um, dual citizens, and you know. I, I think that can be done, but when you're in the media and you're actively promoting the interests um, of a foreign country to like an insane degree, and you see even non-Jews Jews do it. Uh, Haley said, America doesn't... Actually, it's telling the non-Jews are even she worse said, about it. She said, yeah, I know, because they're trying to... Yes, you're kind of right about that, actually. Yes, I, I never would think somebody running for president would say, Israel doesn't need America, but America needs Israel. I mean, well, there, what? Who's, Pelosi said that, I no, think, right? No, that was Nikki Haley who said that. 
Oh, I, I just didn't remember. I know someone said I mean, said that it, but... sounds... I wouldn't rule it out. Would you rule it out? Pelosi said something. She said... Uh, I forget her exact She quote, said even, I, if, even if, even if yes. Congress yeah, was yeah, destroyed... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if we could pass money for America, we would make sure to get Israel's money or something like that. Like, even something if we can't agree on this lines. bill, or there was something going on, debt limit or something, and she was like, yeah, even if we can't get that done, we'll make sure we, we got Israel's like support or whatever. Yeah, I remember that, too. But no, this was even worse. Uh, that was pretty bad, though, I have to say. It's on par. But to say that, I mean, you're talking about your own country. Whether it's true or not, you're supposed to be like, yeah, our country's great. Our, our, we're valuable. You know, they need us, of course. We're the United States. We're the hegemon. Like, we're we're the best ever. We're the greatest of all time. Not, uh, yeah, we desperately need Israel. I mean. Okay, but I want, I want to just pose a thought experiment to you, right? Ahead. Would you find it weird if Nikki Haley said this? If she said, I don't care if the entirety of America was destroyed, Jesus would still be getting my support and Jesus would still be king. Would you have a problem with her saying that? No, but don't, don't just, I'm just saying in, without I mean, any nuance would. Um, if you, you can have personal faith, I don't think there's anything wrong with no, that. No, but what I'm saying though, what the reason I'm saying that is this, people like Nikki Haley they they're going after the evangelical vote and to evangelicals israel is that level of religious fanaticism it's it's creepy it's fucked up and it makes no sense whatsoever but for some reason and remember a republican doesn't get elected without evangelicals and evangelicals they held their nose and voted for trump even though the guy's a philandering foul mouth kind of like playboy guy just because of how he did with Israel. Like that's all that's all that's needed to get their vote. So if you're willing to say stupid shit like that and do stuff that you were probably gonna do anyway, like moving an embassy or recognizing a part of, of Israel that, that no one disputes is going to be part of Israel. Like these are things you can do that almost secure your election for, for with no cost. Yeah, look, and those with, things were reckless. And without having to fight. Policy. That was pathetic though. That was one of the worst things Trump did because these are big bargaining chips, and yeah, you're right. They probably would have put the embassy in Jerusalem eventually, whatever. Um, they well, there was probably, already a Golan law. Heights there was, was already the, a law Israel's passed. never given that up. We know that. So it's like, yeah, those are probably going to happen anyway. But those should be those are big parts of like a a, a bar, like a grand bargain that needs to happen over there for you. For them, you're not over there. For Israelis and Palestinians, to stop killing each other. And everybody, to, like, it needs to be part of like um the. Like puzzle solving pieces collection there, right? Not like, that I I'm mean, disagreeing with not that again. Go ahead. On on its face, it's not that I'm disagreeing with you, but what I'm saying is Congress had already passed a law that we have to move the embassy to Jerusalem. The only thing they did was give the president the right to waive doing it for six months for uh national security reasons, which every president just kept doing. Right. They kept saying, That's oh, right. I'll wave it for another Yeah, it was months. a classic – you're so right, and I remember reading about this, because it's classic Washington bullshit. So it allowed Congress right. to pass a bill saying that they were going to move the Congress or to the embassy to Jerusalem. So then they were able to go out to the electorate and say, hey, I'm, I'm Israel hardcore. What do you mean? I just We voted and passed uh, you know, moving the embassy to Jerusalem. But it gave the president an out where he could just wave it every time. And it was right. kind of a wink, wink, we'll always wave it, and it'll be part of some kind of peace settlement or whatever. Um, and then Trump, yeah, he just said, well, I'm not going to wave but it. But I'm saying with Trump, who's a guy who's pretty pro-Israel, I mean, before he was president, he was like marching, he was grandmaster of the Israel Day Parade. Like, the guy was pretty pro-Israel to begin with. 
But even without him being pro-Israel like he was, he now basically secured the evangelical backing without having to do anything. He didn't have to build a wall. He didn't have to ban abortion. He didn't have to do anything that re would require any political capital whatsoever. And he basically got every evangelical to hold their nose and, vo and vote for him till the day they die, because that's the level of religious lunacy that they have for Israel. Why? Uh, well, that's like, not good. You know what? I don't disagree I agree that there's with a huge you. segment out there like that. But like, I mean, that's crazy. I, I don't disagree with you. I think it's disgusting. I really don't like Plus, it. Plus, that's a misreading. You but, don't have to uh, be a believer. I don't know. That's a misreading of scripture, too. Like, I, I don't really think. Uh, it depends. You know, I mean, it depends what you believe. Well, honestly. that's I true. Mean, I mean, there's a different school of thought on that, but I just don't accept that. Uh, and so, yeah, I know there's a whole school of thought that all these things need to happen. And like, da, 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 and yeah, you know, that has a certain reading of the, of the scripture and Bible and all that stuff. But. Um, I, I I don't I don't accept that. But listen, right. I'm not Christian. I don't I don't tell people what to believe in their faith in the first place. Yeah, that's so fine. I know it, that that's out there, but I you know that's like a, a radical strain of thought, basically. Like you talk about Muslim extremists and stuff like that, and that's a big thing in the media. To me, <laughs> that's like um, a, a religious extremist. Like that's somebody there that's taken a, a misreading of, of the Bible, <laughs> like scriptures, and they're trying to like force. Um, you know, actual world events and like fulfill prophecy and all this stuff. Um, and that's not proper anyway. Like, what, what do you mean? I, like, did you, do you understand anything about the Bible? Like people here trying to, uh, you know, set up God's will right? or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, I don't know. To me, it's a misread, but um, yeah. I, to I, me, I, it's just creepy in the first place. Like if you really do believe that in the end of days, all Jews have to be centered in Jerusalem for there to be an antichrist and a Christ and a huge war where, where millions upon millions of people are going to die. Like that's a pretty fucked up idea of like why you would support another country that isn't your own. Like, I mean, that's pretty weird to me, but again, religion has plenty of weird beliefs that, that don't make much sense to me, but I'm, um, but I mean, if, if, if we sit here and say, oh, okay, well, there there's a reason why people like Nikki Haley say this retarded shit, you yeah, know why. I, like, you know, I, I don't disagree with you. There's uh, First off, yeah, they're trying to get voters, but also, I mean, a lot of the donors like that shit, too. Uh, and Well, that's why, that's why if you'll notice that whenever APAC holds their, their uh, yearly yeah, thing and all the presidential people go there and they all decide who there, can, yeah. like, suck Israel's dick the hardest. The Republicans are are literally falling over each other to get there. Whereas some of the Democrats, they show up. Some of them don't really give a fuck because with the Democrats, it is about money, and they know that most of those people, who are they going to give their money to anyway? If you're if if you're a progressive Jew, you're giving money to the Democrats regardless of what they say about Israel, unless they come out as overtly right. hostile. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So, but with Republicans, without evangelicals, the Republicans lose. So end of discussion. There is no there is no further discussion. They lose without evangelicals. So you'll notice that every Republican, they fight each other. They they act like they're they're trying to win the lottery to get a, a prime spot at speaking at APAC because it's it's a no effort way to to win your election. Well, you know, a, a lot of the political read there, I, I can't disagree with with, with a lot of that. Um but that's a terrible situation. <laughs> like, oh, it's a, it's a it's a horrible situation. 
don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying this is. A, I think this is terrible for both countries too. It's not like I'm sitting there going, "Oh, well, this is bad for America, but it's good for Israel." It's bad for both. It's so really bad for both. What do I say? Why yeah, can't they just look I at each other as as countries? Like, okay, Israel, do your thing. America, do your thing. We cut off all of this, of this aid and all of this weird incestuous relationship that goes on with the military industrial complex. If they want to buy our weapons, cool, we sell them. If we want to buy their weapons, cool, we buy them. If we want to give each other support for different shit, cool, we give each other support. If we don't want to, we don't. And, and that's how we should be with every country. It should be that way with Ukraine, too. It should be that way with anything. Like, look, if, if you guys want to do business with us, then we'll do business with you based on wh whether we think we want to or not. But these, these whole incestuous kind of relationships where somehow... Every time someone farts in the direction of Israel, we have aircraft carriers steaming into the Mediterranean. And every time something's done against Israel, then you have Russia like like flexing their muscles. Like this stuff is is Cold War shit that almost got millions upon millions of people killed, which is why I say it's bad for both. It's bad for everybody. So it's this this idea that we're we're gonna, you know, keep doing this after all these years. Now, honestly. There's another extreme where everyone goes, no, we should just cut them off tomorrow. You can't. You've created a, a certain. There's too much intertwining of the military, like intelligence and all. This like stuff. you have like, to have yeah, a, a, a a divorce. You, there has to be some level of like, okay, well, this is how we'll handle this. This is how we'll handle that. This is what we'll do, and now we can work together. But the problem is, it's in neither of their interests to do that. So what's well, a symbiotic you're probably not relationship? Going to and I don't, you know, I agree with you there too. Really, uh, I don't think it's good for the U.S. And you know, I don't know. I could be argued that it's good for Israel in certain ways uh, because they get our uh, cover at the UN and everywhere else. And it's well, like, that's why okay, they you're that's picking the, on Israel. If it goes too far, you know what's going to happen, right? Um, and so that's kind of out there. Well, just so you know, that's the main the reason they do it. The, yeah, the well, weapons yeah. and the money. The weapons and the money is probably no, a net loss that. For Yeah, them. yeah, because they can get that. And, you know, Israel's not poor. It's like, the they make money in Israel. That's a shock. Uh, like, uh, right? And they're a competent country, uh, whether you like what they're doing or not. Uh, and, you know, they got some turmoil in the political system, et cetera. But, like, they, they do business over there, of course. Um, but what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, but if, it's there if because the U.S. It's like, said, if it goes too far, the U.S. will obviously save them. Right. Like that's that's what it is. Right. Like that's what's so valuable about it, because it's like, well, at the end of the day, if it comes down to like Israel level extinction event, they probably would do something, Halsey. Like, I mean, do you think the U.S. wouldn't send in troops? I don't think that for a minute. I don't think in the end of the day, if we were talking about an extinction level event that the U.S. would have to send in troops. I think if it, if it came to the point where, let's say, Iran was was aiming a nuclear bomb at Israel and they were about to pull the trigger, I think that Israel would just nuke Iran. Like, I don't think it would. But I don't Iran's think America's going to drop a bomb. Look, dude, you don't really believe Iran's just going to let a fucking nuke fly, do you? Like, this is I don't like think they could do it if they wanted the to. most exclusive club, one of them anyway. Uh, it doesn't matter, club. man. It's no, you no, get but treated saying, different. You don't have to worry about regime change anymore because you can just fucking launch a nuke and people ain't don't really want to fuck with that. And so you see Kim Jong Un since he got a nuke, it's like, all right, he's there forever, uh, right? Or Kim, whatever the youngest one is. Kim, no, not Kim no, Jong Un. Kim, right. uh, Kim, the one before Jong Un. That's yeah, his name. Oh, Kim yeah, yeah, I got it right. Whatever the old man, uh, he was the yeah. boss when I was a kid and younger. Me too. Uh, and <laughs> now the fat one is there, and he's funny too. But like, uh, you know, I grew up with the other guy. Uh, and once he got the bomb, he was like this eccentric guy. that was like, yeah, we'll probably take this guy out maybe one day. Like he's. 
they're running, they're running a crazy shop up there in North Korea. And we technically never even, uh, you know, signed a peace deal there. It's just a armistice or ceasefire or whatever. But then he gets the nuclear bomb and it's like, well, you can never take this fucker out. Right? Like, well, we could, but it would cost us out. It would cost us And South he doesn't Korea want to do it he, either because he's just guaranteed, like, he's just going to die. Like, most, do you really think Iran, do you really believe that, that they're, that these mullahs don't like being in power and that they're just going to launch some nukes just for the fuck of it? Because they, I don't think they could if they wanted to. It, it, I don't think they get the, right the, I don't. Yeah. I don't get my I don't get my information from watching movies. I get it from from reality. And the thing is, with a nuclear bomb, you can have a full exploding nuclear device that's capable of wiping out cities. But miniaturizing it, putting it on a missile, and making that missile accurate is way harder. It's not it's not so easy. It's very easy to make a nuclear bomb if you have the the materials to do it. But to miniaturize it and put it on a missile, that is not easy at all. So even if tomorrow Iran came out and said, oh, we're, we're a nuclear power now, check it out, we have a nuclear bomb, it's basically meaningless because there's nothing they can do with it except stop you from marching into their country like we did in Iraq. Because if, if you have to worry about sending in your army and there could be a nuclear bomb in the city that you're going into, that's different. You know, or if you're, or if you're Kim Jong-un, you, you could just throw your nuclear bomb with a but fucking trebuchet they over the border. They can't take you out, though. And they don't want to even try. No, and they're, not, like, and they're not going to yeah, want that's, to. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe there's, we could maybe, but like, they got a nuke. So it's like, okay, well, we probably won't do that. Whatever we do to them, we won't do that. And when you get a nuke, that's what it is. And that's why, I mean, if you're a nation that's like, you know, a target, possible target for regime change, and you have the capability to get uh, to obtain nuclear weapons, you'd almost be foolish not to do that. Well, you see, now you're talking about the Biden conundrum. Here's Biden's biggest problem, and I still don't know, because you see, he's such a, a senile old man, I don't know how he gets past this in the first place. Biden thinks that if he becomes a wartime president, that it's going to rally the country behind him, but it won't, because nobody wants another war. So he's relying on this kind of boomer mentality where you go, oh, if I get if I start a war with Iran over Israel, the country will unite behind me because I want to make sure that Iran can't hurt Israel and I want to make sure they can't hurt us and Iran bad and everybody good and whatever. But that's not really popular. Nobody wants another war. We don't have the fucking money even if we did want another war. You know what I'm saying? So this idea of us charging into North Korea or charging into Iran, it's it's. It's I'd foolish. Say. It's stupid, and it's and that would be it, there's one of the no most self-destructive things we could possibly do right now. Like I, I couldn't overstate exactly. the war in Iran or the Middle East or North Korea. I mean, North Korea, Taiwan. They're fuck a war to war with China. I mean, that's unthinkable. Um, and something going down in the Middle East, a ground war, ground troops, or something like that, or any type of military action against Iran would be like the one of the dumbest things you could possibly do. Okay, so I, I only got about ten minutes left. So that, that's now we're going to get, get some super chats in. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Fin, let me get these in because I, I paused them because I was on one myself. Uh, go for and it. so I apologize to the super chatters. I appreciate their support. Uh, Anonymous says, "Let me get this straight. Israel threatens to bomb the hospital a few days before it blows up. Then he says Israel's first response was Oive wasn't me. Not the hospital is fine." Unrelated, that church, they didn't blow up. They blew it up today. Um, any thoughts on that super chat there? I didn't see the church. So, news, but yeah, I, I, I think they, it's they supposedly the bombed bomb the church back. Well, they oh. supposedly bombed the church back on the 10th, and that turned out to be bullshit. And now supposedly they bombed it again. 
which I don't know if it is bullshit or not because I haven't even I I heard about it honestly right before I jumped on here, so I have no idea whether it's true or not. All right, so yeah, I didn't see that, but you know, I I trust the super. But again, you're. Yeah, go ahead. My my answer is consistently going to be the same thing. What do I think about that? I could really care less. So that's that's going to be my my. You're not answer crying tears for the Palestinians. You're not gonna. You're not. You're not no, I just on. don't care. I don't care. I really could care less. I I just don't care. I, I mean, I respect. You know, I don't agree with that. But you know, I could. If you just don't care, you just don't care. There's a lot of shit to care about. I you know I think I have plenty of shit in my life that I can cry about. What's happening to the Palestinians is just not high on my list. It's, it just isn't like, do I think it sucks that whether I believe they brought this on themselves or whether I believe that it's being done to them unfairly, either way, it's just not on something that I give a shit about. So either way, like whatever you made your bed lie in it. And, and trust me, I, you can, I know you can come back at me and go, but what if people said that about the Jews? Right. People have been saying about us Jews for thousands of years and we've had to make our bed and lie in it too. So you know what? It, it it's good for the goose, good for the gander, and it's just I just don't care. Fair enough. Uh, and yeah, people have said that, right? If something's going on with the Jews. Like I don't care. Whatever's the Jews. Like, um, and but that's supposed to be like a bad way to feel if you listen to people like Shapiro. And I keep bringing him up, but he's one of the most prominent. Um, and there's a I ton think, of others. But like, like wait, you know what? I wanted to comment on this care before. About and what's I'm, happening to it because. It, because the Jews. I wanted to the comment Holocaust. on this before because I, yeah, I don't uh, to, listen. My 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 grandfather my grandfather's brother was killed in the Holocaust. My my mom's whole family came over here like pretty much right before the the camps. It, it's it's there. It's whatever. But this idea that like oh because of the Holocaust the world can't be what the world is 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 naive at best. Like the the world is what it is. And nobody gives a fuck that so long ago that this happened to us because the people that, that we're fighting don't care that it happened to us. And the people that we're friends with do care enough that they'll, they'll pay lip service to it. But this idea that like, Oh no, because of the Holocaust, this is whatever, whatever. No, it's, it's, this is a fight. If you pick your side, you, you can care as much as you want about the other one. And I don't give a flying shit. So it's it's just the way that I feel about it. But about the Ben Shapiro thing, the, the reason quick. he's so hysterical, and I've been saying this forever, he has this concept of Judeo-Christianity, which isn't real. It's, it's a fairy tale. Like, I have tons of friends that are Christians, have my family is Christian, okay? We're very different in what we believe, and that's totally fine. Like, they don't in any way fault me for what I believe. I don't fault them for what they believe. We just believe different things. But to him, it's always been kind of one and the same because it's this Judeo-Christian thing. And this whole thing with Hamas is completely shattering that. And that's why you're seeing him go mind over fucking mind crazy is that he, he doesn't know how to react to this idea that like, wait a minute, there are different interests for different people. And it happens. And not everyone thinks the same. So when people march for Hamas, like, is it because they hate Jews? Maybe. Is it because they like Arabs? Maybe. Is it because they're Muslim? Maybe. Is it because they're Christian? Maybe. Like, all of these things exist because people have different interests, and it's shattering his entire worldview that that's true. All right, let me read this real quick. By the way, somebody said they sent me a DM on Odyssey. He said, Ethan, check DMs to, uh, we said, John C., for proof it was a U.S. bomb 
uh, used by Israel on the hospital. Well, the Wall Street Journal said that. It was an MK84 or something like that. Um, and the Wall Street Journal reported that, and I don't really know why they would just make that up. Halsey, I said that earlier today. Um, and I didn't see your DM, unfortunately. I, I don't know. If you'll at me on Twitter uh, or send it on Telegram real quick, at Killstream. Um, but I don't see it. Sometimes stuff um, gets lost um, in the Twitter DM box, unfortunately. Um, so if I, if I don't see it, or you can just link it in chat if you got it. But, I mean, that's where I saw it was the Wall Street Journal. It wasn't Al Jazeera uh, or Al Arabiya or anything like that. It was the Wall Street Journal uh, who said that. Traditionally, I, I, maybe their international coverage is a little more, um, uh, I guess, that not necessarily, I don't know. They, they do good international coverage traditionally, in my opinion, the Wall Street Journal. But their editorial board, certainly Zionist, like, I mean, I, I – I, I don't think that's beyond that's beyond question, right, Halsey? Like, uh, I, it's the Wall Street Journal. I don't know, but it, I I would say it probably leans more pro-Israel than anti-Israel. Yeah. But again, like I said, if maybe I I don't really deal in what ifs so much. Maybe if the hospital had been blown up and there were five six hundred dead or whatever, maybe I would give a shit a little more. But knowing that it was the parking lot that blew up and that I don't really think that many people got killed and whatever. Like, I really don't care now. Like, if it was Israel now, at this point, I could really give a shit. In fact, I'm wondering why they would do something that, like, if you're going to bomb a hospital, why would you bomb the parking lot? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So it, it's, it, well, it seems that, stupid know, it to me. You know, it could just be they fucked up. Like, I don't know, didn't mean to bomb could the hospital. Be That's what it, I it thought originally. I was up. like, maybe they didn't mean to do that. And they did, because that's the type of shit that happens when you start dropping bombs in a fucking dense population. Like, I mean, um, so, you know, I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily say they did it on purpose. Now, a lot of people think they did. Uh, and I could see that view. But, I mean, shit like that happens, too. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh, you know, shit got away. Like, that's. And uh, from the evidence I've seen, from the evidence I've seen, and from all of the the defense contractors that I've seen that have explained it in scientific terms that I've also looked at and things like that, I I think it was a stray rocket. But as I've said previously over and over and over again, whether it was or not, I don't care. So it's not it's not like I'm saying like if, if I if I found out it was Israel and they did drop a bomb, it wouldn't change my attitude towards it at all. All right, now let me read this. So, Anonymous says, Mossad is great. They have perfect knowledge of every Hamas staging area and every building they've destroyed was legitimate. Real shame they missed that initial attack. Did nothing for six hours. What a coincidence. Congratulations on the $100 million, though, he said as well. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people who think, you know, this one was let through on purpose. That is a prominent thought, and we talked about it um, in, in Well, the big thing was also, as I said, it was a perfect storm. Number one, it was a holiday. Number two, there had been so much shit going on in the West Bank that they had redeployed so many assets to the West Bank that it, it was able. I think I personally, someone said this, and then everyone on, on on my side kind of was like, "No, that's impossible." Whatever, whatever. I think this is true. I don't think they possibly thought that they would accomplish what they did. I don't. I don't. I don't think they had any clue that it would be this big. I think that they they believed they would be stopped pretty quickly. And that they would run back over the border and just keep firing missiles. And like, I think that if they had gotten 100 dead and maybe five captives, I think they would have went back to Gaza and said, oh, my God, smashing success. 
Like, I don't think that they expected that it would be this good, but well, I think they it was said a they didn't expect it. it. I mean, I, if you believe everything you read and you believe some of these initial, you know, run throughs in the media, and I've read several long ones, um, uh, according to the story that's out there, Hamas didn't really. They kind of just ran into that festival. They didn't even necessarily know that they were running into all these people. Uh, and then they just, you know, killed them. Uh, and also, some of these reports, though, there was an Israeli uh, that we listened to the other night where, you know, she said that Hamas was actually, you know, just guarding them like normal. And, you know, they were no that, that was, forces. That was... And then she said that the Israeli forces came in and there was a nasty crossfire. And basically the Israelis killed some of the other Israelis. Oh, no. Uh, no. You know what's funny, though, is that I've, I've seen the, the battle lines drawn on that. Broad, like, some of the people in the broadcast are like, oh, she's full of shit. Some of them are like, oh, well, no, she's definitely telling the truth. The thing is, she probably is telling the truth somewhat because when police forces show up to an outdoor festival and there's gunfire all over the place, guess what? Friendly fire happens. Like, it will happen literally every time, no matter who it is. So the idea that that Israel killed some that Israeli forces killed some of these people, there's no doubt about that. I, I think that you'd be foolish to argue that that didn't happen. Yeah, it did. I mean, it did. This was on the ground like she was on like Israeli media. You know, it was like I don't know if it was government media or not. Who was the guy that um, we did that to the, the big football yeah, player? Remember? I mean, uh, yeah, that shit does Tillman. happen. Remember? Remember when we killed when we killed yeah. Pat Tillman when he was over in Afghanistan? Yeah, that's true. It happened. I mean, it does happen. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you could believe it's sinister and they did it on on purpose or you could say, you know, I don't believe they did them. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really think that either. Um, but let's say, let's say, well, let's, let's go really when guns get out. Like even training, it's like, well, the guns are out now and, you know, we're trying to kill them. Right? Let's go, um, let's go really, but let's go really out of, out of the box here and say that a hundred people were killed by Israeli security forces. Right. Trust me. I would say there's nothing fair. to be gained from killing an extra hundred on top of 1300 that like, 1400 would provoke an outrage that 1300 wouldn't you know like they're there if, if if israel was going to do it on purpose they would have to be killing a thousand people to make a difference and i don't believe that they did I, I believe that when they showed up to that festival people were running in every which direction there were guns out bullets flying all over the place and i guarantee you some of them were israeli bullets that hit israelis and it sucks but i guarantee you yeah, I just think it's really something not talked about. I mean, I you know, I don't know that that was like the overall, you know, Hamas did most of the killing, I, I think. But, um, you know, I heard that story and I was sitting there thinking, well, you know, how many died like that? Right. There was that was a pretty big she's there. I don't know. There was dozens of people there, I think, where she or like a couple dozen or something like that. And she's like, yeah, most of them got killed uh, in the in the crossfire. And a lot of them by by Israelis were there, you know, just bullets started flying and especially people who don't know, I mean, are not used to gunfire. I mean, you just get mowed down. Most people aren't used to gunfire. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not. Right? Like I, I am because I, tra I, I yeah, train. Yeah. But if I'm you have training, right. you can be right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like if guns, I'm trying to get down. Like, I don't know. Like, that's all I know is get, is get down on the ground. But you having no, I'm saying I'm a gunsmith. I, yeah, I yeah, own, yeah, yeah, yeah. Having situational, like, situational awareness and uh, when bullets start flying, like it's like a skill basically or like, you know, right. Like having known what to expect. And, you know, well, that's why on. people that's why that's why most people like the New York City, the New York Police Department is one of the best trained big city police forces in terms of firearms in the country. When they get into armed conflict with with bad guys, they hit their targets 12 percent of the time. And that's considered good. Yeah. When adrenaline starts flying, you can't 
think straight. You can't hold a pistol straight. And, and shooting a pistol is much harder than shooting a rifle. So I'm saying, like, when you're doing shit like that and adrenaline is flowing and there's dead bodies and bullets flying all over the place, trust me, you're not, like, this cool, calm, special forces guy who could just take care of anything. That's true. And just think about bad times in your life. Adrenaline was running or, you know, you were just in a bad state. And then think if you had a gun. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Too. That's another thing. Like you don't know what people are going through. Too. And all of a sudden, the the fucking gunfight breaks out. And I don't know. Um, a lot of things can go. You're stepping over bodies. There's people yeah. running in every direction. There's bullets flying everywhere, yeah. and you think they're like, okay, let's start assassinating Israelis. Like, no. It's at this point they were just firing, trying to stop the bullets from flying. And yes, I, as I said, I guarantee you right. that, that there was friendly fire. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Now, uh, is there anything you wanted to say? I think we had a, a really friendly discussion. I knew we would. Yeah, there's there's one point that I keep wanting to make because I, I make it everywhere and then people like start scratching their heads. My, the question I keep asking myself is Biden has nothing to gain from going so whole hog for because evangelicals aren't voting for him or the Democrats. He's not going to get like he could be a lot less forceful and the Jewish money would still be there for him. What's yeah. his end game? I think and the go ahead. Now give your his thoughts. end game is this is his off ramp in Ukraine. And you saw it the day after the, the attack when, when he started talking about Israel, John Kirby came out and even said, We're at the end of the rope for Ukraine. Like the money is definitely going to stop soon. Like this is his off ramp. He could go, No, Israel needs help and we're stretched thin and we've got a bad budget. This is the off ramp he was looking for without having to look like he cucked to Putin. This, that's why I think he's going so whole hog on this. That's a, that's an interesting thought. I don't, in my opinion, I don't know that he can even do that. Like it's like a, it's like a cause on the left now. Like I don't know that he could get away with just like throwing Ukraine to the wolves. Um, and he the can, military, but he can do the, the establishment on the right supports it too. Mitch McConnell and all these people. Like, um, it's kind of a bipartisan. Uh, support uh, group there for Ukraine and its money for arms makers, like we were talking about earlier, uh, and weaponry, and uh, you know. So I yeah, but remember, Ukraine basically cost Kevin McCarthy his, his speakership, true. and more and more politicians are starting them. to get hammered on it. If they can well, phase this out over the next enough, eight it, months, yeah, good. Then I think it gives him an off ramp without having to to just say, "Okay, Putin, let's talk." I think what he's doing is, yeah, you know, yeah, he's gonna get Jewish money regardless, Zionist money, however you want to put it. Uh, but I think he's making a little bit of a play for that and just like showing up strong for Israel. That's his traditional lane anyway. But he's going really overboard with it, in my opinion. But I think it's he also is, so which I'm can, very shocked about. I mean, but also it's like wartime president type shit. Like Biden's been looking like a doddering old fool for the whole time, and he. He still does somewhat, but it's like, all right, he's on a plane to Israel. All right, primetime address. It was only 17 minutes, but he got out there. Uh, and he's <laughs> doing stuff, right? It's like, oh, he's the president. You know what I mean? Like, he's doing presidential-level shit. Uh, and I think from an optics standpoint, that would probably help him in the election um, because he's been looking like this old guy. He doesn't even know what the fuck's going on. And I would say— You know what's really funny? Did you see that? He kind of looks like that. Happy... But from an optics standpoint, you know, he's looked better this week. Go ahead. Did you see that Kathy Hochul and Gavin Newsom are jumping on a plane to get over to Israel as fast as possible? Yeah, see, look, that was a brilliant move, even though the summit fell apart and all that stuff. But I thought it was smart of him to go to Israel. Of course really it is, smart. because both of them are banking on the fact that Biden's either going to die or not be able to to run for whatever reason it is, or that his approval ratings will go so far yeah. down they'll say he can't handle it. I think it. he's going to make and it now. They want, yeah, go ahead. 
Not not necessarily I, I, win, I, I, but I think he's I think he'll probably make it live at least through the election. But go ahead. I think if it looks like he's gonna get beaten badly to the point where they can't cheat their way out of it, I think that he'll come up with a health reason why he can't continue. And then and then I think you've got Newsom and Hulkel waiting to, in the wings because I think nobody wants Kamala Harris to jump into the position. So I think that's why the both of them act like they're running for president, even though they're not. So that's why both of them like literally were like pushing each other out of the way to get to Israel first. But you know what was really funny? Did you see Zelensky immediately called up and was like, I want to visit Israel? Yeah, and they're and like, no. Nah. Like, yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's really a good no, idea. We're not right sharing now. this. Yeah, yeah, no spotlight <laughs> for you. I took it like that too, and then I saw Sam High quote tweet. It's a dead man when he when he saw yeah. that. It was like, ah, uh, yeah, you're out. Um, and he really went over. He went overboard too, and he's like, you know, you got to do what you can, like all out to support Israel and support him in person if you can. And then they're like, nah, it's not the time, Zelensky. Sorry, uh, you can't come through. Yeah, By the way, for the chat, that doesn't mean like I'm saying politically. You know, obviously, I don't think rushing to Israel, it wouldn't be in, in what I would advise. And, uh, you know, I have severe problems. And we talked about them all night with uh, our relationship with Israel. Uh, but politically, you know, I have to put my dirty, evil political hat on. And it's like, well, it gets Biden out of America. He can look presidential. He can, you know, be on the plane talking to the reporters and meeting with world leaders, and it is a fucking, you know, conflict, war, whatever you want to put it. Uh, and he can soak up some of the wartime president. I know that shit's fucked up, uh, but psychologically, stuff like that does have an impact on the electorate, and he's been so piss poor. I don't I don't see why you wouldn't make a play like that. Um, just be cynical. I just it. find it funny that people, like, on both, on either side of the divide, like me or you, right, we both want the same thing, but we both see a different result. Like someone would say, I want America to butt out so how the Palestinians could get whatever they want and not have to worry about America. And I say I want America to butt out because I want to see Israel be safe and prosper and all that. It's I think we can all agree that the greatest thing that could happen is America just butts out. And yeah, well, it's not doing any good at all. And it's making things worse. And it's it's hurting us. Plus, it's like, yeah, it just hurts our prestige because we shouldn't even be involved, and it's such a disaster, but our name's always attached to it. And, you know, just from that standpoint, we really shouldn't be involved, uh, Halsey. Uh, and from Israel's standpoint, it, if, you want to be able, if you want to be a right-wing Israeli, you can certainly take the view, or, you know, Zionist or whatever, American and Israeli, however you want to put it. Um, if you're from that point of view, you can certainly take the view of, well, they're, they kind of get their hands tied at the end of the day. Um, and if they really need to do some things that, you know, right? Like that the West's not going to let them do, the America's not going to let them do. If they just went free reign, handled business, and did what was needed there for four or five years, um, that they'd finally be free of, of any, like, veto. I don't know if that's really the right move for them long term because then they would be, like, diplomatically unprotected at the U.N. And I don't know. There's enough anti-Israeli sentiment that I do think the U.S. bulwark there is pretty sm pretty smart for them to, to keep. So I don't know if I it is. That, it but. is. And it isn't just because if, if let's say America said, OK, we're not going to veto all these anti-Israel resolutions. The only thing that would matter is if the Security Council said that they're going to send in a peacekeeping force. I think America makes up 90 percent of every peacekeeping force. So America doesn't have to have their back vetoing the resolution. They could just say we're not sending any troops. And and the whole idea dies on the vine right there. So. Well. I, 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 uh, but I agree with you. I, I think that I think that Israel would have a rough time of it, maybe for a little bit. 
But I think right now what you're seeing is is the continuation of perpetual war in the Middle East that is never, ever going to fucking stop. And I, I think the best thing that we could do is let all the people there that want to fight it out and just figure their shit out because what's going to be the end result, and I say this with the confidence that I think Israel will do just fine, but in the end result, I think if we keep this up, we're just making things worse and guaranteeing these forever wars isn't helping anybody. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I don't think it's... It has just a pernicious influence uh, on our politics, I feel like. Um, and it's, you know, our po foreign policy is garbage and it's it's really down oh, to God, this. That's true. It, well, it's not all this, but like that's a huge part of it um, that we're always, you know, playing ball over the Middle East. We need to get, we need to get out of there. I saw somebody in the chat says as a hegemon, we should just we should be able we should be able to force peace talks. You might be right about that. Um, I don't know that we we're still technically a hegemon, but like, bro, nineteen ninety-two. It's been twenty-one, twenty-one years. They've been forcing peace talks on the two of them. They don't want it. There's no agreement that could be reached that either side will agree to, because the Palestinians will never say yes unless they get Jerusalem right and what's called the to... right of return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will never say yes know. without it. Israel will never say yes to either of those things. We're at an well, They want back East Jerusalem. Yeah, you're right. They they want to split Jerusalem again, and that's like an unmovable thing. Like they want East Jerusalem back, uh, and I could understand that for sure. Um, but like you said, Israel, I can understand they want it. I just I don't. I, I well, I, you probably don't agree with them, that. But but I mean, well, y'all they used to have it, uh, and and that's nice. Good for them. We used to have it too. Well, we could we didn't touch on that topic. Um, but maybe one day it's, uh, because you know what? No, but I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth. It's a worthless to topic to me because I don't believe in, in validity to land claim. I believe whoever holds it and whoever fights for it and whoever keeps it might makes right. So if, if, if well, the Palestinians have a more legitimate, yeah. like, like that's the reason why Indians live on reservations and we don't like, we could easily say the Indians deserve the entire country of America and they have legitimate claim to it. But there's nothing that we could do about it, even if we did believe that, because because they can't take it. So that's nice to have that thought, but it's never going to happen. So do I believe in, in Jews legitimate claim to it? Absolutely. But if we can't hold it militarily, it, the claim is absolutely irrelevant. Well, you know. We I, we disagree on some things. We agree on a few things, uh, actually too. Um, and you know, you're look. I can't disagree with that. I you know I I like, you know, I'm a realist uh, as far as you know foreign policy and history and all that stuff. And you know, if you lose the land, if you get if you lose, you lose, right? Like I, I agree with that. Um, so I can't I can't really argue with that. Uh, now let me see. Is there another question? Uh, I saw Chief of Staff. Uh, mentioned the Wayne Lambright thing. I had the idea for you to talk with Wayne Lambright because I thought that would be pretty fiery. Now, I, you know, I, I have my I opinion and I it. came at it from my angle, but I, you know, I'm still the host, right? And so, you know, I have to conduct myself uh, as a host and, and give you all the time to talk and structure it like that. Yeah, but I don't a lot of my stuff's questions. In, bro. I yeah, I know, but it's not, it's an interview and a, like a little bit of hostility here and there on a few things, uh, but it's still an interview, right? Um, but Wayne Lambright is a is a Jewish convert. Actually, he runs for he's running for president uh, in twenty twenty. So you you sent me his Twitter profile and I looked at it and and maybe I'm missing something, but I can't tell. What do I disagree with him on? Well, he's 
he's anti-Israel. Um, I don't know if you disagree or a lot or not. I mean, you know, I just I'm not anti-Israel, so maybe I disagree with him on that. Yeah, but I might, don't know why he's anti-Israel. You might. Um, and I always clear. I'm just anti-Zionist. Um, but I'm also a realist. Like, I mean, you know, to the sea and all that stuff. That would take. I don't think anything like that's gonna happen. Um, I, I think if you look at it from a realist point of view, the best you could hope for is some type of peace settlement, right? Some type of uh, both sides gonna have to give. Um, realistically, uh, Israel's gonna have to give up something. Um, they've offered. They've offered it four or five times. Yeah, but the they've offer offered... keeps getting worse. For one, and you're right about right of return. No, it I actually mean, keeps getting better. It's well, gotten better each single that's time. That's arguable because they've taken land since yeah anyway we could get into some other stuff oh, yeah we'll um, get into it another time but yeah, i'm just yeah. saying like go ahead either if they want to i'm i'm not a spokesman for the government of israel i have no influence on it i don't even know any politicians there if they want to make a peace deal and 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 end this without bloodshed and they can make it work that's none of my business they could i would think it's a stupid well, it's idea unlikely. i mean i'm not gonna want. lie but i mean what else you were just gonna kill all everybody on one side like i mean i guess that's the alternative and yeah you could um but i mean if you're wanting some type of settlement what else is the alternative um so i, I don't want some like... kind of settlement so <laughs> well so what's your answer then you you beating around the bush you you've been you straight shooter on a lot of this stuff. i already told you what my answer is they can well, go just... elsewhere well, I mean, they don't want to go elsewhere, Halsey. So, like, yeah, that really sucks. You know what I'm saying? Well, so like, what's it the really alternative? They're not going people. elsewhere. The other Arab countries are not going to take them. And so, okay, well, what, that sucks them for all, them then. Well, then, what do no, you do? not kill them all. I've never come to the to the kill them all. Okay, conclusion. well, what do you do? You've never said what you do. If they need to fight, and they and if they're going to stay and they want to fight, then they can fight. And if in the end result is they lose and they're willing to just chill out and do that, then this can just go on forever and they can keep killing each other over there forever. Chill out. Like, I mean, I don't think that's likely either. No, I don't think so. I don't believe so. But I believe the end result is that most likely there's going to be some level of separation. What that separation, whether it's at the point of a gun or whether it's at the point of a pen, I don't know whether that'll happen or where the battle lines will finally be drawn where the end borders will be and and again well, it's fucked because you can't even hardly really have a palestinian state because they're not connected by land it's not right? just that like, it's so tiny you don't understand how tiny it is the yeah, entire country of israel is the size of new jersey well I and mean, the it's west bank are like already. an yeah, eighth yeah. of it yeah but still like you know there used to be more palestine like the whole thing used to be palestine for one um no it wasn't but it's well, it, again, well like we, i we said did. some of these things are a little bit deeper arguments yes i understand uh but i that's my thought but regardless they're not even the west bank and gaza are not connected um and so and there's know. no practical way you can there was talk for a while that they were going to build an underground yeah. highway so that there couldn't be any like infiltrations from the highway and it wouldn't have to be guarded but I, I don't see that as being realistic, but you never know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's some ingenious way around it these days, but like, I, I don't know. That's obviously um, a fucked up thing. And I, you know, there was some thoughts that got that Hamas was actually trying to go all the way to the West Bank and like capture some territory there. Um, I wouldn't I, be surprised if they would would like to have done that. I just don't think it's possible. If you yeah, if we watched you, the video you know early the on, where that was, yeah, they they said they were trying to take. Um, those areas now I don't I mean that's not really they don't have the capability to like fully hold it for like long period or whatever but I guess at the upper end of their possible achievements they wanted to like connect to the West Bank um 
with their with their attack there. I don't know. Again, I, I'm not claiming I know what the solution is, but if if I had my way, as I said, I would I would tell, have them tell them their services are no longer required and they can go elsewhere. But if again, I don't have any power to do that, so it doesn't matter what I say I, would be the ultimate best thing. What I think would be the if they want to do it through negotiations, they want to do it through fighting it out, and and one side wins, one side loses. However, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So I I just what I don't want to see anymore is America involved there anymore. That's what I would like to not see anymore. Is is as I've had enough of of this weird inse- Europe too. It's this incestuous relationship where the, because they're so intertwined, they think they could just tell each other what to do. It's it's fucked up and it it needs to end. Like this will never end without that ending. So there did you cut off yeah i'm here yeah that was just done oh no that's fine i just want to make sure uh you got all out i think that was a very uh good discussion halsey and i knew it would be and so i hope everybody liked i know some people in chat you know they're harder on you than me i have you know i agree i i don't have to prove anything uh out here and i wanted to have a good discussion and you know it's not gonna no, we we don't dislike each other we just disagree uh on some of these things but i i do think you know there's a lot of merit uh, you know, I don't just I don't agree with Halsey on you know, to, you know, wipe out the Palestinians. Basically, he's not saying that fully, but that's my kind of opinion. Of what well, I'm saying I don't I don't believe in I don't believe that that. But there's you I, know I, I, I like somebody just comes out and says that, but you see people like Shapiro and all these other people, and they don't really want to say that, right? Because like, their solution is something that's fantasy. This idea that we oh they need to go in there and wipe out Hamas. It's not possible. So uh, knowing that's not possible, what is the alternative? Either you say kill them all, either you say don't kill any of them, either you say you just kick the shit out of them until they maybe get it through their heads that it's wise to stop. Who knows? But this idea that they can somehow go in there and just fuck up Hamas is ridiculous. It's it's stupid and it's a fantasy land. Yeah, I mean, look, we agree on some of this stuff. Like I, I, I I've thought that the whole time. I, I, you can't say what you're saying and not just go all the way through with it. I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. A lot of the stuff they said. Um, but I think eventually they want to get to your position, though, and that's the problem for me. Um, I, I, I think they do. There is a lot of sentiment to just do whatever's necessary to like take out the Palestinians and people in chat. I saw ethnic cleansing. I mean, that's basically what it is. Um, okay. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You can say that. Like, I, you know, I, I got odd respect for that, right? With somebody just like, yeah, okay. No, but I'm saying they were um, like, oh, he's just advocating for ethnic cleansing. But what's the alternative if if Israel loses? They'll be ethnically cleansed. So it's not it's not like it's not like they're they're just it's like it's not like if it stops. Let's say tomorrow there was a, a a magic solution where Hamas and the West Bank and everybody they rose up. And they were able to actually, with the backing of the Arab armies, were able to actually defeat Jerusalem, defeat Israel, right? Do you really think that their answer will be like, oh, okay, now we're just cool. Let's just all live together happy and all. No, they would kick them out. And they would do it in a very brutal way. And I'm, I'm fully aware they would do that. So the idea that one side would ethnically cleanse the other, whereas the other wouldn't, it's like, no. It, yeah, that, but the Arabs, tends- I mean, maybe the Arab streets on that mentality still a little bit. Obviously, but, uh, you know, the governments in, in, in these Arab countries seem to see Palestine as more of a nuisance these days. Saudi Arabia was going to cut a deal uh, with Israel. It's kind of on the cusp of that. Now it's in doubt now and put on put on hold. But I 
you know, I, I don't know. They don't seem to, I'm not sure that like the Arabs are actually even trying to wipe out Israel. Um, now Hamas, I don't think that uh, Hamas is, but at the end of the day, I don't think Israel is actually going to ethnically cleanse them, nor do I believe that the Palestinians are powerful or have the support to ethnically cleanse Israel. What I'm saying is, is just that right now what's happening is happening and it, it's going to keep happening. And I hope there is a solution one day. It would be, honestly, it would be great for me if there was a peaceful solution. I just don't see a, a bargaining position for either side that the other side will accept. And people, people, I, I just have to say this again because I just checked out the chat for a second. Yeah. Um, what's it called? People keep going, yeah, but what would Halsey say the same thing about Europe? I have said that 8,000 times that I don't believe Jews should be in Europe. I've said that over and over and over again. I think that there is so much animosity there, just like between the Jews and the Arabs, that I don't believe that there's a peaceful coexistence that will ever happen that will be good for either side. Yes, I absolutely think that the Jews of Europe should go elsewhere. So this idea that I'm hypocritical because I think Jews should be everywhere and, and Arabs should or whatever. No, I'm trying I don't to make a trade with the chat to just. No, I'm Jews telling them I've been saying this for, for 10 years. I, I said this on almost every show where I'm asked. I don't believe Jews should be in Europe. I don't think it's the right place for them. I was joking about making a trade with chat. So they'll go on your side there and just say, yeah, handle business with the Boston. And if, we, if the Jews leave there, you might win a couple over with that actually. Um, but no, I'm just joking with you, brother. Um, no, now, I don't care about the chat at all. So <laughs> I'm now, just saying that, that I've said that over and over again. Now, let me ask you this. Um, do you have anything you want to plug here at the end? And let's, I'd like no, to no, do no. I, I'd like to do the Lambright been, thing or something uh, soon. I'd be happy to do it. I just don't know what I disagree. Like I would love, I'd like to know what I disagree with him on, so I know what we're going to argue about. Well, he's kind of a wild card. I mean, you know, it'd be a little bit of. A I mean, maybe you just want to throw some meat in the riddle and let us fight over it. I don't. I don't. Yeah, really that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, and you know, he's kind of um, flamboyantly anti-Israel. He converted to Judaism, but I, I'm not sure how strong his bond is. Uh, with Judaism, um, he talks about, you know, being a Jewish candidate and stuff like this, but not like most Jewish candidates you would hear, I, I would say that. Um, and, yeah, it would be a spectacle. He, he he built himself a house out here in the California desert, and uh, pretty impressive, actually. And he's got these solar panels that powers all this stuff, and he's somehow managed to install his own cooling out there, which um, is kind of crazy, actually. We've had him on the show. Not crazy as in he's crazy. I just mean, like, to be able to do all that. Like, he's actually really smart. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Like, and he's got this water system and, like, all this stuff. So we have, we've had him on over the course of the year. It's been a wild year for me. I think about our first uh, experience to where I'm at now. Uh, but he's had a wild year, too, and, like, just crazy stuff, like just in terms of keeping his house up and uh, all these stories. So we've we've had him on, and he is running for president. I don't know if he has all his paperwork uh, in order yet, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was thinking about uh, that's that. That's what I'm just afraid of. Like that sounds interesting to me. Like it might just be more of a conversation than an argument yeah. because I'd like to hear about it. So all right, I'm down. I'm down for that. Maybe maybe we can just have a conversation. It doesn't have to be a formal uh debate we'll do a panel maybe or something like that um or maybe but, we'll start talking about whatever and then we'll fight yeah, over what we start arguing. yeah exactly if it comes naturally it comes naturally uh and i have a couple other ideas too but let's set that one up because i think that'd be fun i think wayne will be 
would be down for that. And the last uh, sure. interlocutor we had there with him, uh, I always have fun with him with myself too. But we uh, we actually had Adam Green. Who I I don't know if he's your favorite. I like Adam. We you know we go back. He's been on the show. No, for me and Adam don't. I don't, don't think get you guys along. get along. Um, but he's uh, had me he's had me blocked on like Twitter and shit for a long time. I don't think I've even seen anything he's done for five years or four yeah, years. Yeah, I just remember. I don't remember yeah. why, but I knew there was some. Be- well, it's I over have the GDL. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't know the whole. He helped found the GDL, and at the time, there was a website that they were promoting. And when I looked into it, like their website was basically like a huge phishing site that was just getting docs information. And I put the information out there. He actually quit with the whole GDL over it, but he doesn't like that that I was calling him a, a basically a Fed. So, it, it, well, that I was can what, understand what our not liking that. Just... And again, I, you know, I don't have any. <laughs> I I have I don't remember. It seems like we might have talked about him. With, uh, I might have talked with him about it before, but again, I don't know the whole history. I just remember that there's a history there. Uh, and of course, you know, I get along with both you guys. And Adam's been on the show. I don't know, 30, 40 times probably, um, and been in a lot of debates. So I'm the host. I try to get along with as many people as possible. Not always possible though. Uh, <laughs> and I've had a lot of feuds too. Uh, so that happens too. But. Uh, I appreciated you coming on tonight, man. Uh, and I think we had a pretty well, good conversation again. and it was respectful. I knew it would be uh, chief of staff was like, be respectful, Ralph. I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, um, <laughs> you know, we disagree, but I, I you know, I, I do, you know, realist talk is realist talk on some of those stuff. Uh, some of that stuff, even if I think it's, you know, not something not, that I like. So I appreciate you coming on tonight, man. Uh, and let's do the, no, no, no problem. Soon. Also props, man, for I, you, you've been getting your shit together pretty well. Thank As you. he lost some weight, like you do, seem to be doing pretty well. Good props to you, man. I appreciate that, and you know, a lot of people saw what happened or heard about what happened. It wasn't it wasn't a good month, and some things went awry um, personally this year. But uh, getting back on track, and yeah, getting slender. I appreciate you saying that. That always makes me smile. A lot of people said that yesterday, and yes, it did make me smile big, and it makes me smile now. Uh, nobody yeah. wants to be like that I, I don't know what to say i've said that um that's that's just true right uh and especially i lost like 90 something pounds and it's it's definitely showing now and i still got a little bit to lose but thank you man i appreciate you saying that i'm just and, saying uh, it's good to see you're getting you're getting your, your shit together i know you went through a lot of a real rough patch so it's good to see you getting you're, you're doing good thank you brother i appreciate that uh and yeah enjoy tonight and let's talk again soon man sure thing talk to you soon uh, later halsey Halsey English here, live on the kill stream. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Now, also, I didn't know he had a political science degree, and I'm starting to think, okay, I know why I can. <laughs> yeah, I know he's Zionist. I know the chat is a lot meaner. Um, but I wanted to have a conversation. And I like I don't have I don't hate Halsey, right? Like he's I always gotten along with him. Uh personally, now I don't agree with him uh, at all and it's taken the palestinians and i support the palestinians i've said that many times uh but i can still have a honest conversation so i hope and i know sometimes some people watch and they're like ralph's not going hard enough or ralph's not get in there and call him a this and that. i mean i don't do that um i've been fucked up and done some shit that i didn't want to do before true um but i don't that with the guests and particularly a guy like i disagree with them yeah but i was brought up where yeah i can disagree with somebody if they're cool and like it's not cool what i disagree with them on uh but i'm big on the you're supposed to be able to 
disagree and have a dialogue. I know that might be gay to some people, but that's also what produces like segments like that, though. So, um, thank you, literally. I thought it was a good conversation too. Um, but I know that there were some people. There. I see you. I know you. Uh, I know you get. Uh, I know you get worked up. It's okay. I want people to get. It's good to get worked up. It doesn't bother me. But I, I look down sometimes. I'm like, I hope they understand. Uh, <laughs> and I thought I was still. You know, I still push my perspective and. I think we talked about Ashkelon. I was like, I don't know, Halsey. I think, pretty sure that used to be Palestinian. Uh, he clarified, yeah, it was pre-48. It's like, well, yeah, 48, 67 are different, true. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought it was a good conversation. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're off the pace. Not, I mean, I had a good show today. We'll see if we can hit it. I was still going to go a little bit. Uh, here anyway, but uh, powerchat.live slash, I don't know what I'll do for a few minutes, but I don't know. 30 minutes to an hour probably I was thinking about. I'll probably go anyway, but we'll see uh, if we can hit the goal. Uh, powerchat.live slash the route retort. Checky.com slash killstream slash baby. Killstream.live slash tip. Dollar sign Sunset Squad on Cash App. Hey, link that Galactic, or I can go grab it myself because uh, I wanted to see that too. Yeah, I do want to